0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member fdsc welcome to the sharkpreneur podcast with kevin harrington and seth green kevin harrington is the inventor of the infomercial one of the original sharks from the hit tv show shark tank and has generated over 5 billion dollars in tv and digital direct response sales Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview Sharkpreneurs, who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business.
1: Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Andrew Reeder. He is an experienced trial attorney who's earned the Martindale-Hubble AV preeminent peer review rating, which is the highest possible rating in legal ability and ethical standards. He's been named to the list of Florida super lawyers, rising stars in family law and lawyers of distinction. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Good afternoon, Seth. Great to be with you
1: today. All right. Special thank you as well to financial advisor, Robert Lehman, who connected us. So let's go back in time a little bit. Andrew, what inspired you to go to law school in the first
2: place? You know, I'm I'm one of those people that I'm either fortunate or blessed, but I knew my entire life that I wanted to be an attorney. Um, I say fortunate because I I think that that helped me in my career to know um, what I was interested in and what I was good at and really helped kind of isolate the field that was going to be right for me. Um, but I also say maybe a curse, too, because I felt like I was, I was pigeonholed from the very beginning, that I was going to be an attorney. I was a, an argumentative little kid, an argumentative little teenager, um, and I still argue now as an adult. So I'm one of those people that pretty much always knew that I wanted to be an attorney.
1: Well, congratulations on that, and at least you're getting paid to argue now. on behalf. It's very true, of very true. Oh, I used
2: to get punished, and now I get paid, so that is a benefit.
1: There you go. See, Mom and Dad, you could certainly tell them that, I'm sure. So, when you got out of law school, how did you kind of arrive at the specialty of family law that you're in right now?
2: So, family law actually found me. Um, I was a prosecutor at the time here in Hillsborough County, Florida, and a mentor of mine, Alexander Caballero, um, was a partner at a family law firm in Tampa. Um, And Alex essentially uh, recruited me to the firm and explained what the firm was about um, and explained that you know, the firm had been around for a long time and really was committed to practicing um, at the highest possible level. Um, and that was always going to be a goal of mine, regardless of whether I was going to be a prosecutor, a trust and a state's attorney or a business litigator. I knew that I wanted to practice law at the very highest level. Um, and I was given that opportunity at the time in 2015 um, to really join a very special firm. And I've never looked back since.
1: Well, that is awesome. When someone uh, asks you, what do you do? How do you describe
2: your interpretation of what family law is? I I solve problems. I I help people solve problems and fix problems and and try to get people um, from one place to the next. You know, when people first come into my office, regardless of if it's the person that wants the divorce or the spouse that doesn't want the divorce, and, and we handle other family law matters as well, but primarily divorces you know it's my job to to move that individual from the beginning of this very difficult emotional and somewhat traumatic process to the very end of the divorce process as quickly and efficiently as possible and during that, there's going to be numerous issues and difficulties arise. Sometimes financial, sometimes involving children. Some things within our control. Sometimes issues without, outside of our control. And my job essentially is to fix that problem, whatever the problem may be.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Now, what are some of the most common misconceptions people have
2: when it comes to what you do? Uh, there's, there's many. Um, you know, one, one common misconception is that you know, this process is, is just going to take a couple weeks and, or a couple months and just be over very quick and easy. Um, and that is my goal for my clients, and, and I wish it were that simple. Um, and there is every once in a while a case that, that does resolve quickly and easily and efficiently, and everybody's on the same page. But I think one um, thing that people don't necessarily understand at the beginning of the process is a divorce is a lawsuit. You know, very different from other lawsuits that, that people get involved with, whether it's a construction dispute or other business dispute. But a, a divorce is a lawsuit. As part of a lawsuit, there is a formal discovery process, there's mediations, there's court hearings. Um, and the process can unfortunately take, you know, longer than people expect. So I think that that's one misconception people have.
1: Absolutely. They, they, they want it done, they want it over yesterday, they want it over cheaply as possible. And they want to get everything that they want. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making in the family law process?
2: I think one mistake people make is not consulting with an attorney. You know, sometimes when people come into our offices, you know, they, they start to reveal some facts of, of what has already happened and what has already taken place. Um, and as the attorney, you're, you're wishing that you could kind of reach down on your, your keyboard on your computer and hit that control Z undo, 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 undo button. Um, But unfortunately, by the time that, you know, the client is telling me uh, about the issue, it's already been done and our ability to kind of, you know, fix it or to change it it, is reduced. So one mistake people make is is just making major financial decisions and, and other transfers and transactions on the eve of a divorce before first speaking with a divorce attorney. Can you just uh, – obviously, your client identities are confidential, but can you give me
1: a hypothetical example of what that looks like?
2: Well, and and obviously, I I cannot and and will not get into any specific scenarios. Um, But, you know, uh, hypothetically, there's a spouse out there who doesn't work, and she's a stay-at-home parent. Um, Husband may be a, a very successful doctor, business owner. Parties have a lot of money in checking and savings, And, you know, the spouse is rightfully concerned about her financial future and and worried that husband may, um, you know, withdraw the money from the account if he finds out that she's going to file for divorce. So she wants to beat him to the bank. Um, You know, something like that may happen in a divorce case. And and once again, there could be situations where it would be entirely appropriate for a spouse to take some money um, before filing for divorce. There would be other circumstances where that would be wholly inappropriate. Um, So just another example of of why it's really important to seek counsel um, if, if someone is considering filing for divorce. What changes
1: have you seen either in your practice or in the people that you're seeing, you know, since the pandemic
2: started? So my particular practice I have found has not changed a whole lot since the pandemic started. Um, We were busy before the pandemic, and and we've been busy after the pandemic. The only real big change has been the the transition to more um, virtual court proceedings, virtual depositions, and virtual mediations. Um, But thankfully, our office was able to remain open throughout the pandemic. We're open today, and we'll be open tomorrow. Um, So we were able to continue to serve our clients at the very highest level, even during the pandemic. Um, but moving from in-person court proceedings and depositions and mediations to doing much more thing, many more things virtually, um, has been a major shift during the pandemic.
1: Now, you've also um, published quite a bit in your industry. Talk a little bit about that.
2: So, I, I love research and writing as part of my job. Um, you know as a family lawyer i spend a lot of time in court i spend a lot of time counseling clients um, but i also spend a lot of time researching legal issues and analyzing legal issues and writing on these topics as well um, before i became a family law attorney and before i was a prosecutor my first job out of law school was as a staff attorney uh, working for four judges in pasco and pinellas counties um, legal research and writing is such a critical part of our job. You can be a good advocate and you can look good in the courtroom and you can sound good in the courtroom, um, but if you don't know the law, you're not providing good service, obviously, to your clients. So having a thorough understanding of Florida law is, is critically important to the job. And staying on top of recent appellate decisions is very important. Somewhere right now in the state of Florida, there are appellate judges that are writing opinions that will change family law going forward. So every single week in Florida, new opinions get released. It is absolutely imperative that attorneys stay up to date on changes in the law
1: what was it like going from being a prosecutor to then being
2: a family lawyer that was kind of a a shift it it was it was definitely a major transition um as a prosecutor you're in the courtroom almost every single day um as a prosecutor my initial caseload was somewhere in the range of 700 to 800 cases so i thought that this was some kind of sick twisted hazing Exercise when I first joined the state attorney's office and they told me that I was going to have seven or eight hundred cases. I mean, there's no way that any one person is going to be able to handle seven or eight hundred cases, not when you're in court all day, every day. As a family law attorney, I'm able to really focus on, you know, number one, only handling those types of cases that interest me, only representing those type of clients that I really want to help only um advocating for those clients and causes that I really believe in. You know, as a family law attorney, you know, my, my caseload tends to hover somewhere around 15 to 25 cases. So I'm really able to focus on my my small niche group of clients and really help those folks out and, and not be overwhelmed by a caseload that's in the hundreds. How are clients finding you? Word of mouth has been, for years, our our firm's biggest um, source of referrals. We've been open for over 40 years and and thankfully have developed a very good reputation in the community. Um, And other lawyers, former clients, um, tend to refer us many cases. Awesome.
1: For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, where is the best
2: place for them to go to find out more about you? Highly recommend you go to our website, www.sessomsblack.com. That's S-E-S-S-U-M-S, black, dot com to learn more. There's a lot of very helpful information on that website, and we'd love for you to check it out. Quick legal
1: disclaimer. I forgot to issue at the beginning. We are not, Andrew is not giving any legal advice on the podcast, and Andrew is in the state of Florida. If you are not in the state of Florida, please seek appropriate legal counsel where you are. Um, Andrew, anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you yet?
2: I just want to thank you again, Seth, for having me on the show today. You know, a divorce and family law issues are very, very tough issues for anybody to deal with. These cases are unlike any other case. I referenced earlier, you know, business disputes or construction disputes in a case like that. The parties may have had, you know, one business deal together. After that case is over, you know, the the contractor is going to go his way. The person that was building the building is going to go the other way. And they never have to see or talk to each other again. Family law cases couldn't be more different. People have to deal with, um, you know, their children and other financial issues that are going to go on for a very long time. And that, that makes family law a very special and unique area of law and i'm proud to be a family law attorney and I'm, I'm proud to serve my clients awesome this has been seth green
1: with andrew reader of sessions black and at Sesamsblack.com. andrew thanks again for joining us thank you everybody for watching or listening um and thank you robert layman for the introduction andrew thanks again thank you seth do you need money to fund your idea product or service are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done